you want to save money on your trading card purchases, we have a promo link uh, over at 50cards.shop. Enter the promo code at night to get 5% off your order. Hey everybody, welcome to Nexus at Night, your weekly Vanguard podcast. You know, when Leonidas had the Persians come on his doorstep and demand his weapons, he said, come and take them. Welcome to our 300th episode. I'm Atlas. I'm Matt, and I dislike it. We are rapidly approaching a point where we're going to have more episodes than YouTube subscribers. Oh shit, (laughs) we are. (laughs) Everybody hurry up so we don't have that problem. Uh, I'm here. I oh yeah. Did I already say I'm Matt? I don't remember. Yeah, you did. It yeah. was like multiple seconds ago. It's yeah. okay. It'll take maybe another year or so for that to happen. Mm-hmm. But you know what I do remember? What? The old decks that we used to play. And That's right. Like you know, like you know, you had a good time. You know, playing in an unexplored game, or you know, you didn't really know the game, or you were playing against garbage with your friends. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. you know, like, the, the first one I can remember, I, I don't know, do you want to introduce this at all, Alice, or... I, I mean, was, we were... Was my segue perfect? <laughs> no, your segue was absolutely perfect, yeah. So, uh, being that this is a, you know, every hundred episodes we do, like, a little special thing, you know, show our faces for the first time. This time we're talking about decks that we miss playing that, you know, maybe fell off due to a ban list happening, or the style of the game changing, or just new support came out. Or it just sucks. Yeah, or it sucks. That works too. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're this is just going to be one long nostalgia fest. I have that Twitter thread from uh, mm-hmm. that we put up near the end of last week that I might mm-hmm. read a couple from. But yeah, let's get into it. Go for it, man. Yeah. So uh, I started playing a very, very, very long time ago in Vanguard. Uh, I don't know. Uh, basically, when we got like. Dudley Emperor and like you know think about extra booster what is it Calvary of Black Steel which we yeah. got extra early mm-hmm. compared to uh, Japan yeah like as you far as have releases. to like re- change the release order of cards because Dote was that broken yeah so we got Duke hella early was the really takeaway from that but <laughs> but what I really liked is I liked playing the the first BT set which was a pretty bad set overall but it had this really fun card uh, named Lena. And she would on she was a 10k, so already bad. But on ride would bounce your whole board to your hand. So you would use like Girls Rock Rio, if you remember oh, that card. The one with the guitar? Was, yeah, 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 yeah. Like bounce to your hand, like draw a card or whatever. And then like there was another like grade zero that did the same thing. So it's playing like this like do nothing grade zero. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. what I what I remember most about playing this like bad deck is playing against my friends who would also have like do nothing decks. Because like a lot of Vanguard decks back then were do nothing unless you were playing like in, you know one of the one of the actually good decks. It was very easy to deck out, like very easy. Because <laughs> games so, just go on forever. Yeah, yeah. So we'd be playing matchups where it's like it's unfeasible for either of us to actually win the game. Okay. So you just wouldn't push for that, and you would need to draw enough cards to not die, but also not have more cards or not have less cards in your deck than your opponent. This is so a weird have- zero sum game. <laughs> right, so so basically, you're you're playing you're playing what is approximately Vanguard, but really your goal is to just outlast your opponent and have more cards in your deck than they do. So it's like a Vanguard version of Rope a Dope. Uh, I don't know what Rope a Dope is, but uh, probably. So when Muhammad Ali would get uh, get in boxing matches, he would kind of lean up against the rope, so his opponents would tire themselves out trying to like get in a good hit on him, and then when once they punch themselves out, then then go in for the kill. So like oh, no, that, there was no going go in. in for the kill. Yeah. Right, right, right. Somebody just decks out inevitably. And this happened a lot with like uh like PBO as well. So it's mm-hmm. like another like deck that was a classic at doing this. And and original PBO. Great. No, the original no, PBO. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that says counterblast three, discard a copy of himself. So old PBO ran in the following manner. You rode Phantom Blaster Drive, or you rode Phantom Blaster Overlord, hopefully. You played Nightmare Painter to shove the dragon in your soul, so you were sitting on a 13k base, and that was it. <laughs> he did not have an ability. It you played, just was not real. You played four in the main that would just pitch extra copies of Phantom Blaster something, <laughs> and uh, you would just discard it to draw two. 
<laughs> and you're you were just sitting on 13k base. That was your deck. Yeah. And this is back when uh, cards were like trigger power and shield power was just less. Yeah, yeah. Triggers yeah. were 5k. Um, yeah. Yeah, 5k power, 10k shield. Grade ones had 5k shield. Back there was then. a million 8k grade twos. Yeah. A million of them. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, they could not decide whether Vanguard should be nine or grade three should be nine, ten, or eleven thousand. Oh, oh yeah, that was, was a weird time. Too. Usually it was between ten and eleven. The only mm -hmm. thing I think that had a nine was Aquaforce, and I think like a couple other random things were. Nine. Yeah, I know that was just like a joke because Vanguard was all over the place in regards to like what That's power true. was supposed to be. I mean, if you go back, if you go back far enough, when people were just playing like mixed deck, like decks that were just like various clans. Extreme but you had fight. like, yeah. you, oh, no, not even extreme fight. It was just the way the game was played, like set one, where mm -hmm. you had like draconic overlord from the TD. And you would have like overlord. Yeah, you would have Mister Invincible, and you would just be playing like Kagura stand triggers because you could play Conro or something, mm -hmm. and that was like the deck. Yeah, um, it's okay. Like Matt and I are both Vanguard boomers, so th this is hard to just explain to you how. Uh, slow <laughs> the game was yeah i mean um, we had a when we were in ucr we had like a retro throwback where we played like limit break mm -hmm. original limit break that's true yeah and limit break uh again for people who you know are from you just showed up in overdress or whatever limit break was the ability was active at four damage or more which means a lot of games were just getting to three and then just kind of sitting there Especially, or, or at least, like, getting enough resources to, like, not die. Mm -hmm. Except when Break Rides came out, it became, like, a lot harder to not die. Yeah. So. <laughs> but speaking of, like, original Limit Break era, Atlas. Okay, so, uh, <laughs> this is literally the set before Break Ride, VTO9. Um, one of my decks that I love to play was uh, Metatron. Uh where, which uh, which had a superior ride where if you had a certain grade two on van your starter which had the superior ride ability in a grade one you could shove the zero and the one into soul and then ride Metatron from deck uh, and then that was a way to speed to grade three and uh, you know start attacking your opponent on turn two before they could really set up so by the time, they were like, all right, I'm ready for limit break. I'm like, okay, joke's on you. I've had twin drive for two turns now. So, yeah. Yay, more cards. Um, I actually have receipts of this. I'm going to put a link in the description, but this is my locals back in, if you're watching this on YouTube. So, July 25th, 2013. I'm on the right there with the uh, Avatar One Piece play mat. Alice uh, uses One Piece mat for like four years. That's true. <laughs> it lasted a long time until it started peeling. Um, but yeah. Uh, it, it was just the, the funny thing about this game was this is back when uh, Angel Feather had a heal trigger that could recycle itself. So after it boosted, oh, it went back right. to deck. Yeah. yeah, because we didn't, they did not codify forerunners for the longest time. So you would either use like a stand trigger or like a heal because you just did not have anything else. And they yeah. would just have the ability to go back in the deck so that you didn't just lose a trigger out the bet. Yeah, and if you, unless you like, not everyone had access to things like Conroe. So yeah, they they had a like only a couple of clans got him, including Angel Feather. Um, so in this game, uh, I miracle healed against Gabe like four times, and he <laughs> was pissed. <laughs> I bet. Um, also, I my voice too. is significantly higher because it's about a decade ago. So enjoy that. That'll be in the description slash show notes. Um, yeah, Metatron was a was a fun deck because uh, it was like that, like Angel Feather was building your board from your damage zone. So it was like, all right, put two garbage things that you drew into damage zone, get two things you want mm -hmm. on your board, and then swing. Mm -hmm. So fun time. Uh, died because Break Ride was too fast for it. <laughs> you know, it, it'd be like that. It do be yeah. like that. I guess I never explained why uh, the old like do nothing decks died well because they made decks that did stuff yeah, it's that, weird how that works out yeah yeah it turns <laughs> out cards with text on them are kind of good mm -hmm. yeah but it was just a fun it was just a funny time when it was just kind of like you were just kind of like managing <laughs> sort of yeah <laughs> and like yeah. if you look at like decks like duke if that deck missed its ride line it just 
died. <laughs> yeah. God, remember? Yeah, remember old school ride chains before we had like a ride deck? They were uh, they existed. <laughs> they tried so many times to make ride chains like worthwhile. Mm-hmm. And it was like the only one that was was Sukiyomi because missing doesn't matter. Yeah. That's true. And also, like, part of the ride chain was searching for the fit, right? Which I but I think, yeah. they thought that, I think they thought that one was too strong. So they kept re like changing it and be like, <laughs> well, we need to make a weaker one. But like, then they were just like way too bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, but that I think was, was a bit of a pain. But I think the Tsukiyomi one, the way it was structured, was only good because of OTT. Yeah. Just like OTT being OTT. It's like Galahad sucked. Because you're like stacking the deck, and then you just put crits on Silent Tom, and what are they going to do about it? Silent Tom is uh, quite a a card. Yeah, that that led... Single-handedly carried the clan until, like, GBT-12. You know, it'd be like that. And, And I just love that he looked like Walter White, like, so perfectly. Um, the first art did, not, not the one where it's like the bandages or whatever. Yeah. Um, but Ripier is solid. I mean, Bandage Tom was the official one that showed up in the anime. True. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, but I think Walter, it's the cooler looking one. I think the Walter White Tom is cooler, but that's just me. <laughs> yeah, so we're jumping way the fuck ahead because I did not start the game until halfway through G era. So, like, huh. I think GBT07 just came out. Okay. So, uh, one of the first things I played was OTT Magus, but I'm not going to talk about that. Instead, what I'm going to talk about was, like, G-Era Prisms, because I remember going on Bushiroad's website and looking at, like, tournament results, because that is basically the only way to see Vanguard results ever. And one of the topping deck lists was for Prisms, so I'm just like, alright, I guess I'm doing this now. So... This was when Sunshine Vert either just came out or like very close to it. So that was a stride that said, like, limit break. Uh, you could discard three and then return her to the G-Zone, ride a card from your hand. And so it's meant to synergize with the original version of Vert, which was a break ride. So, yes. like, when you break road on top of it, you could, like, return things to your hand, I think. Mm-hmm. I believe it was, yeah. like... Bounce your bounce your field, right? Isn't it just mm-hmm. and then, uh, draw? Uh, when you break right onto it, draw a card, choose two rear guards, return them to your hand, and give your vanguard 10k, which all of them did. Okay. So yeah, because prisms were a legacy archetype that went that like came out during or were being supported during uh, stride era where everything had GB. All of the old prism cards that were being like retrained for this. Uh, G booster set didn't have GB restrictions on them, so you could just play the game faster than your opponent. I remember distinctly playing against you guys and having Princess Princess Celtic, the one that's like on hit. I can return something to my hand, and if I return, I can draw a card. So I would just yes. like call anything, attack you, and then you had to actually guard my vanguard. Otherwise, I just get free advantage. God, that was so annoying. I remember yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, the win condition was just, like, Sunshine Vert into Labrador, because Labrador on attack, you can call up to three prisms from your hand to open rear guard circles, and if you call three, it gets another 10k and a crit. So, you know, you attack with Sunshine Vert, which is the default 26, then you attack with Labrador, which is, after the break riding, 31 with a crit, and then you also have two extra rear guard attacks. pretty good yeah so that was fun (laughs) also just having like having speaker around meant you could like chain your cards together and if you like got your combo right you could chain call and make an endless conga line of assholes and that's always fun you played speaker forever that's true speaker was like the only good card bermuda had for the longest time that's pretty true i know i'm actually kind of surprised you're not doing uh vita premium bermuda with me but uh, yeah, because I don't play Bermuda right now. We still don't have a Vieira speaker. That's true. Luckily, <laughs> luckily, a, a certain yes. uh, citrus YouTuber is going to help me out with that. So, ah, could coming. be anyone. Yeah, could be anyone. Yeah, I'll um, probably like bring up Bermuda more later, but for now, that's the first one. Uh-huh. And then the deck died out because uh, later Prism support was like 
really bad and it took them a while to figure out what to actually do with it. And then mm -hmm. Harmony was better by the end of G era because Andre was ridiculous. Oh yeah. That was a fun time. The end of G was so catastrophic feeling. Um yeah. were they yeah, just it was really funny because I was like looking at like late G results. I think the last official tournament was like Springfest twenty eighteen and the meta is, like, weirdly diverse in the sense that, like, there's a lot of things, but all of the decks kind of do the same thing. Uh, Dominate was everywhere. I saw a lot of ZTBs. I saw a lot of Nova Grappler. Actually, not that much Luard. Uh, I saw a lot of Darker Regulars, which is where that comment of, man, DIs just have, like, three different strides that do the same thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, DI, like, GBT14, the Zoo Booster, the Stargate Booster and the Bermuda booster all came out like just one after the other. Yeah. Uh, and it, True. It, it was so bombastic and like, you could tell they were just like, all right, wrap it up. Let's go. We're going into V. Come on, come on, come on. Uh, um, <laughs> and then V was a mistake. Yeah. Uh, which honestly, I feel like we should have an, like just a codified video for, for this. Just I thought like, we already did that. We, we've done like, yeah, yeah you said it like 80,000 times, but like, yeah. You know, I mean, I'm a, technically a little, in a the process of making video. that video. Yeah, that's true. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. Huzzah! If you want to, if you want to hear more behind the scenes, Patreon.com/slash Nexus at Night. Um, Matt, your turn. All right. So the 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 next deck I want to talk about was let's we're going to go back to Limit Break era because that was a really long era. At mm -hmm. least it felt like for me. Yeah. Um, well, that's because Limit Break had like two different forms. You had like original Limit Break. When everything still costed two or three counter blast, and then the break rides. Yep. So break rides changed quite a bit. It made the game a lot. A lot of people don't are not huge fans of break ride, break rides, even looking back on it. Um, but there was one deck that particularly stood out to me in Limit Break era, uh, and and like I played a lot of Eradicators in Limit Break era, but that's not the deck that stood out to me as far mm -hmm. as like a really fun one. Uh, mm -hmm. It was. Actually, great nature in BT13 with Leopold Reverse. You stealing my thunder? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. All right. <laughs> so I played a lot of this deck. I really, really like yeah. this deck. It was uh, Leopold Reverse is one of my favorite cards. And it's a funny story about Leopold Reverse. So the first time I read it, I thought it was a once per turn just because, you know, you read it. Like yeah. Every other Reverse unit was a once per turn. That's true. Right? And then you read Leopold Reverse, you're like, hold on. <laughs> so you can just activate this thing. So it has, like, lock a rear guard, give two things 4K, and if they die, put a column back. So what you do is you'd play the break ride, Chat Noir, the original one, which I think is uh, was played for a long time, actually, mm -hmm. uh, for reasons unknown. Um, I th oh, because the, the Fighters Collection support or whatever. I think so, yeah. So yeah. Chat Noir made a comeback in G where they had like Cathpalude to the stride. Mm -hmm. um, so you, you would just do that. And then um, the break rides effect is when you rode on top of it, Vanguard gets 10 K and then uh, your rear guards uh, get the ability that when they attack, you give something either itself or something else 4 K. And then at the end of the turn, draw and retire. So you like, all right, stack it all in one thing. It dies. I draw three or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so what you'd end up doing is you'd go like Leopold Reverse, lock my whole back row basically, mm -hmm. and you're gonna go attack with a rear guard, and you know it was like a lamp camel or something. It doesn't matter because <laughs> that deck didn't counter blast at all. So lamp That's camel true. was yeah. free free cards basically. Unhit counter blast two draw one. Yeah, yeah attack with another rear guard, and then you would attack with your vanguard, and you played like twelve stands in the deck because screw it. Yeah, and you just hit stand triggers and go off. It was... Explain what a stand trigger is for the boomers. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, the boomers, I, no, it's for the new people. It's, uh, I, I yeah, think, for the zoomers, sorry. Yeah. I think it kind of uh, explains itself, actually. Yes. But what, it, what ends up happening is, like, you, you know, you... Uh... You give a bunch of power to your rear guards. You call like duck bills and you know things, and end of turn you just draw like five cards, mm -hmm. <laughs> and they call themselves back, standing, which yeah. matters for some reason. The funniest um, part was like Leopold would be minuscule, and your rear guards would be huge. Oh yeah, it was very common to be like twenty three binoculars tiger, 
give 4K to um, Compass Lion, and you're like, 31 Compass Lion, 11 Vanguard. <laughs> Stand yeah, for- good times. Yep, good times. But yeah, um, that deck was super sweet. Your rear guards just hit like trucks for the time. And every stand trigger was like a disaster for your opponent. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like tank mouse back then was like rest itself, dope something. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, rest, so tank you mouse lock it. Yeah, rest it, give something four K, lock tank mouse, give two more boost uh, dopes, and then yeah. you also play, I think you played tank mouse, duck bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember what other grade. I guess you played PGs. There's another grade one, but I don't remember what it would have been. Yeah, Mike Sabra didn't come until like way, way later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was. Um, I I couldn't imagine what the other grade one was. It's been such a long time, but like I like I remember the grade twos because they were all really important. There were things like Binoculus Tiger, things like Compass Lion, things like Lamp Camel. You know, like the good grade twos, basically. Mm-hmm. But yeah, as far as grade ones go, I could not tell you what the other grade ones were. It huh. was it was a good deck, and I feel like underrated in its time. Um, I mean, you say underrated at the time, but it also existed at the same time as like Raging Form mm-hmm. and um, Raging Blue, Form and, was uh, kind of strong and uh, uh, Catcher Drive. Drive, yeah, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> and then like immediately after Beat Seat Thirteen, we got Novell and Blau. Oh yeah, Fuck. so like it's not even that like it was underrated. It was that it, well, okay. There's another problem too, but I'll I'll say it in a second. Like I think the deck, I think people knew the deck was decent. It was just that the deck set above it works just like way far above it. The other reason that it didn't get a lot of play, and this is probably the more important reason, is that that season of um, Boucher Road events of like the regionals were all team events. Not right. only were they team events, God but it was it. Invader versus Defender. So your team had to be all Link Joker slash Reverse decks, or all none of that. Which means that once Novell and Blau came out, which was the California Regional, where they were both already out, your team was basically Raging Form, Novell, Blau, if you cared about winning. God, that was so, such a good time to be playing. Yeah, like there was just no reason to play Invader decks. Like there was no reason to play Link Choker or any reverse decks if you could be playing like the insanely powerful other decks in the format. Yes. And then somehow, like the worlds for that particular year was Dragonic Overlord the end. It always is. <laughs> it always not, is. Not a limit break. <laughs> always um, is. Yeah, for those those who don't know, uh Dote and uh, PBO unrelated but still came in that set were bto5 now um in japan it was released in the in the numbered order but they realized that dote was such a paradigm shift that they shifted uh the entire set order so it went bto1 bto2 bto6 mm-hmm. and that first round of limit break so like ezel kokaitis things like that Kokaitis vermilion vermilion mm-hmm. Uh, Kokaitis was the first deck that I ever played. So Grand Blue is my first deck. Um, and uh, I gotta say, I don't really miss it because it was a lot of not plussing. It's not a fun time. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's why they did that. And then you had like Cavalry of Black Steel. And then after a while, they were like, all right, fine. You can have your freaking uh, don't thing yep. after everything catches up to it. Yep. Yeah. And then... It was a menace back then. Oh, yeah. Um, it's also how I, I discovered Great Nature because we got BTO six and then and then BTO three, BTO seven, four, five. So BTO seven <laughs> is where Great Nature was introduced, and like I had a shit ton of Leopolds and Binoculus Tigers in my trade binder because I was playing Pale Moon at the time and trying to pull Lutiers, and uh, was house sitting for somebody and was like, "Okay, what's the deal with these? Because I have so many of them." Mm-hmm. And then, I fell in love. You love some. But uh, I guess uh, skipping ahead a long time. So this is GBT09 of G era. Um, The Luard TD dropped. Cosmo gets introduced into the anime. Uh, Drag Driver Luard and the worst set in G of the main G sets. 
got released in GBT09. True. Um, so around that time, uh, again, I have receipts for this. So this is on the Nexus Core YouTube channel. I will again link to it, this deck profile. Uh, I called it Ghetto Luard, but Richard thought putting Ghetto in the thumbnail would have been bad taste. So that's why it says kind of budget. Um, but yeah, the idea was you used like a bunch of common and rare and like just lower rarity cards um, to make a Luard deck because it was so, the effect was so good. It just kind of covered your bases. Mm-hmm. I think the only like expensive card that I really like put in the deck was Ezra's. Um, which was the PG that could like kill something and then recycle itself. I think that card was everyone pretty much agreed was not actually like arguable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like no, that card was just so broken. It was uh, for the time, and then like Abyssal Owl, the Searcher for Lord, and your counter charge engine was a rare. So, um, I'll, and Shadow Paladin, like Phantom Blaster Overlord, or not Overlord, uh, Diablo, Phantom Blaster Diablo was like still kind of a big finisher and that was so easy to get your hands on. Um, yep. The re- True. The reason I quit playing it was because of uh, the release of Belial Owl in GBT 10, which was a rare crit trigger that just made the deck so much better. It was a double R, yeah. It was a double R and I was just like, this isn't worth upgrading because my point was to be like, I'm making this like commoned out on purpose um the main things that like kept that working were uh i forgot the name of the it was like a raven or like on play it becomes an 11k that's a great Mm -hmm. one so you can hit vanguard on its its own and uh knight of brawn grazne which was a great two that when you called grade one or less from uh on rear he gets 3k so he would just get really big really fast and then stand traders What's funny about Grozny is that card would make a return into Luard later in the in G era. Really? <laughs> Not because of me, because of other people. No, 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 because no. yeah. of other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, is, which is quite funny. Um, it was never something that I took to a regional or anything, but it was really fun at the time because... You it, would play it constantly. Yeah, it was a challenge to my deck building skills. Yep. Um, and then he was like, I don't want to spend $20 each on Billy Little Owls. And he was like, I'm out of here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that, that, that's why I stopped. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Luard became an actual deck. Yeah. True. Because when the TD first came out, people were like, well, this is good, but this is like whatever. Right? Yeah. Um, I don't think people were even. And like the deck was good. The deck kind of sucked really bad. Oh, People no, were coping deck. real hard. No, like the ability where they're like putting two grade ones in and then being able to call from de- like that's a good ability. But oh, everything sure. else sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Luard like grade three is insane. Like that, yes, that part was clear. Mm-hmm. It, and uh, you know, Ezra's was clearly nuts. Mm-hmm. And um, then but but the other thing too is like Plotmaker for the time was quite strong. Mm-hmm. Oh, that like, was obviously, obviously, obviously yeah. Well, Plotmaker wasn't that expensive on first release. I don't think so. No. It, it went up mostly later. But, As like, anyway, that was a... Uh, yeah, but, like, Drag Driver was, like, the money card, and that card was garbage. Yep. And you didn't even need it. It was so bad. It was like, no, it was, like, pe- people... Anyone who interested in Luard was just getting rid of the Drag Drivers because, like... But a lot of people still wanted Drag Driver because, you know, it's, like, the Luard card. But that yeah. card was god-awful. It was it was propagandized by the anime. Cosimo would go into it literally every game he played up until I think Dragstrider got released in GBT twelve. So you had like just three sets of him being like Drag Driver, Luard, and then proceed to either lose or like eat out the win. Yeah, it's <laughs> useless card. Um, yeah, I I do miss Ghetto Lord from time to time, but it's not something that I'll ever be able to like recapture the glory days of true because like the, they, don't, the, they don't make them like that anymore they don't make them like that anymore the fact that the original luard like the td luard is still used in luard decks today in premium is evidence of how good the skill is on its own yep um, so people do that or do they just use drag fall uh there are three versions of the deck there's yeah Regular Luard, Drag Fall Luard, and then uh, V. The v. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, 
Um, I'm sure I don't know. Which, I don't know which one's the best. I could not tell you, but I think people are kind of not on Luard right now. I think people are more interested in the raging shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Or at least that's true, and that might be true in V. I'm not actually sure. No, you're right. Because like right. I, 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 I was looking for uh, a certain card on like the North, like North America and card fight district and all that stuff today, and like I found five different. I'm selling my Luard premium it's uh yeah Um, for whatever reason you know it'd be like that sometimes yeah i mean i don't think luar's doing anything i haven't seen shadows in general doing anything in premium for a while now i'm not sure why they have like a good uh you know g-guard stable and good strides (laughs) who knows um your turn again yeah so no no me so I think the next one in line would be like Blue Waves before Valeos came out. I liked so, Valeos. <laughs> see, I did not. I was always on Tuxedo Dragon. Okay. So <laughs> this was back in the day when your stride boss was uh, Anger Boil. Oh, Anger Boil. Yeah. Hell, the card yeah. that like only works when you stride Tetra Boil back when that was a thing. So yeah, I would be playing like Anger Boil and Tetra Drive. I would have things like Foivos and uh, Tidal Assault. OG Tidal Assault. Man, I missed that card. Still and playable. So, <laughs> yeah. And so, like with Prisms, the great thing about this is because Tetra Drive was a limit break card. All of his support did not have GB on it. So I would just have like Tidal Assault and Foivos, and I would just be grade 2 gaming you guys. I remember Foivos. I hate that guy. <laughs> God, look how they massacred my boy in V era. Yeah, that was tragic. Because they had to make it uh, support for Revon. For yeah. whatever reason. Yeah, that was random. Re- rest in peace, Foivos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good run. So yeah, that deck was fun just because, like, uh, the starter let you draw a bunch of cards whenever. What was it? Like, Dagger Master? So I think you could, like, put uh, it into Soul. I remember that idiot. Isn't yeah, it bubble edge where it's like when something attacks fourth time or more, draw one? Or am I thinking of something else? You might be thinking of something. But like, this one was designed for Tetra, so it was like GB1, oh, okay. put it into soul. Uh, choose one of your blue wave vanguard. Wave two or more when it attacks, draw a card. And then wave five or more when it attacks, it gets a crit. Okay. Yeah. So it was designed for exactly te- uh, Tetra and would make it a little bit more dangerous. I remember this card. It was so annoying. Yeah. And that so it was just really fun being able to like early game people and not have to worry about GB. It was especially great when uh what was it called? Seven Seas was a thing because I did not have to care about that. Because I could just ride my actual like Tetra drive. And I think there were a few games where I like you just pushed me to four damage early enough that I was able to Tetra drive you guys at turn three. Yeah, because, like, the, the way Stride's, like, ethics or philosophy was, the, the whole, like, concept of damage denial didn't really be, wasn't really a thing then. It was more about, like, getting to Stride first. I think it was, because it was already a thing that had existed in the past. Yeah. It's something that, you know, you should think about at least. Yeah. Even then. Because, so, yeah. like I said, it existed in Breakout Era, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That oh yeah, I I forgot to mention way back then uh, when we were talking about like sitting on three Bladewing Reiji, the original one would have three crit all the time. Yeah, that deck was garbage. So you'd just like sit on the edge of three and be like, okay, you gonna let me hit or not? No, all right, we'll try again next turn. <laughs> Sorry, just two to pass with one card every time. Yeah, yeah. and then. Uh, I and then I distinctly remember not being able to afford a viable first stride because Commander Thavos was a one hundred dollar card. Oh right, the clans, yeah. the clan collection, or the clan, uh, what are the clan clan collection GR that you need yeah, four like of the clan booster that you need four of, and GRs yeah. were like one or two per case at the time. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty. Ridiculous. So you know that there was, was that good wonderful thing about time. GBTO nine, they reprinted Commander Thavos. Thank God. Yeah. Well, they reprinted a bunch of things in 9, but, like, when was it that they increased the ratio of GRs? Because I remember, like, for a very long time, 
like everything in Vanguard was like twenty dollars. Um, it was GBT when they started G Guardians, I think. Okay, so yeah, that was GBTX when they increased six, the ratios, and it was like before that you would just have these like mandatory four of GRs that all cost like a hundred dollars. Yep. And then early in G era, they were like, "You have to flip a copy of this card to do with you know." So it was either yeah. two or four, or go to hell. Which was a nightmare for GRs because you know you yeah. needed two of them. Mm-hmm. Looking at you next stage. Yep. God. But yeah, even like stage. the triple R strides were all like twenty, thirty dollars, mm-hmm. like Conquest or a Geyser. Mm-hmm. And what's funny is some of them just sucked, but yeah. they were thirty dollars because you know you need yeah. it. Oh, and every perfect guard was twenty dollars because that's when the perfect guards countercharged. Oh yeah, I, I do like the countercharging perfect guards. To be honest, yeah, those were cool. I liked uh, like later G era perfect guards where they started doing like cool keyword skills and stuff. Yeah, but the countercharge the the only problem with the countercharge G guards is that they could only um, defend uh, Vanguard. That's true. Um, Which we will talk about later. Yes. Uh, All right. Uh, anything yeah. else on? Uh, Nope, nope. I, oh, yeah, I, I just want to go on record as saying I like I like Valios, but whatever. Fair, fair enough. Valios yeah. is the worst grade three. <laughs> and, and, and that deck died because Valios came out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. much. All right, so the next deck I have on my list here is uh, uh, Legion Spikes. So I was playing Spikes for a long time, even well before um, like Legion era. I basically owned Dudley Emperor. I bought into um, Bat and Dragger in BT10, and I was basically, you know, th- these cards are all dirt cheap, so it was always kind of easy to play Spikes because the cards were worth nothing. Mm-hmm. I think, like, there was r- random cards that were, like, two bucks, but, like, who cares, right? Mm-hmm. So, but I would, but, you know, you was, I was, like, break riding Dudley Emperor on Bat and Dragger, and, you know, that was it, right? That was all you were doing for a long time. Until Legion Era, where they released Bloody Ogle and its Legion mate, Frozen Ogle, which basically created what is what we what the modern spikes today, <laughs> where you're just like chaining together a billion attacks all for way too much power, and your opponent just dies. It's very all in, which the old spikes was too, but not in this not in an effective way. But this is like all in and effective, and this was like the first time spikes felt like uh, it had a it had an actual plan. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's definitely incredibly memorable for me. For me, um, this deck just kind of fell behind the times, uh, especially in G era when people started to just be having more powerful decks. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you were playing a limit break deck, uh, and so if people were aware of that, they could like plan around it. But uh, you could steal games with spikes even in, in early G era just by people not knowing your deck, which was very common. Mm-hmm. Um, people just didn't know what spikes did, and the break right turn would still still slay people. Yeah, <laughs> and usually they like because you needed what uh, like three open counter blasts to do the frozen, frozen, frozen last thing, right? Oh uh, yeah, you can do it. Yeah, it, with um, yeah, you, yes, pretty much. Yeah, and you can kind of cheat it a little bit if you draw two frozen ogles because you can go through like jumbo the stun gun or something. Right. Okay. And your your front row is like tw- like plus fifteen, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, and then wasn't uh, what was the other thing I was thinking of? Oh yeah, the 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 story of our friend Jared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So well, yes. Oh, so the one is that is that well before before we get oh, so you can tell that story again. Uh, okay, so it's not it's not the appendix one. This is a different one. Oh, it was a different one. No, 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 no. It wasn't. No, 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 no. You're talking about the one where you taught him how to play spikes, like in like a in a diner, in a diner, and then like he beat like some like uh, uh, blast some phantom blaster player or some yeah. uh, blaster dark player, Diablo player. Yeah, he was not happy. Yeah, um, get owned. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so like our, uh, a friend of ours who was like kind of curious about the game, we dragged him to a regional and uh, needed needed him for a third on a team and. Uh, taught him how to play Vanguard, like the game of Vanguard, in a diner about an hour before the regional started. And then be yeah. like, this is what you have to do, just do this. I think back then, Spikes was pretty easy to play because you were just mm-hmm. kind of doing the thing. 
Mm -hmm. But I think, like, as Spikes progressed into G-Era with um, the first uh, Tactical Booster mm -hmm. and Miracle Ace, Spikes became a lot more difficult. Uh, your lines of play became very, very varied uh, as far as, like, up, like being able to call from deck. So mm -hmm. every card became, like, quite a bit more valuable. Um, and, like, I don't want to discount things like Miracle Ace because without Miracle Ace, I wouldn't have found, like, Living Proof Channel I wouldn't have, like, even, you know, made that connection because I was kind of looking to decide which should I keep playing the Break Ride Legion or should I move to Miracle Ace? And that was kind of like a question I had for myself at that time. And, you know, that's kind of, but so I, and I do, did really like Miracle Ace, but Miracle Ace is actually much more akin to how Spikes plays now. Like, I don't really feel like I've abandoned Miracle Ace playing Spikes now. It's just better. Mm -hmm. So it's not the card. Like, you've kept the philosophy, just not the card. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah. and I, so the reason I pick Legion Spikes is because that's the deck that, that's the that's the first time that Spikes had a true identity, had a, its own identity of, like, mm -hmm. an all-in, kill your opponent, uh, you know, using all your resources in one turn. And I think that's, uh, you know, that's uh, it's pretty important, at least for that clan. A clan that was kind of abandoned prior. You didn't mm -hmm. have any like major uh, characters in the anime running it. It was always like some it was a jobber hero. character every time. Yeah, yeah. it's fucking like Kyo for the yep. longest time. Yeah, Kyo too, or he's like on a fucking mountain, and then he <laughs> shows up. Oh, like, dressed in a yeti, dressed as I'm, a yeti. I'm the abominable snowman. You came yeah. to fight me. <laughs> yeah, and then he switched to Mega Colony for like a season. Yeah, true, because he had to beat Leon or whatever. Mm -hmm. Which was like the worst way to do it, too. Like, whatever, got to do what you got to do. Um, so, this last one uh, for me, anyway, is uh, again in late G era. I think like one of the pinnacles of Vanguard, like as a game, was between like GBT ten to about GBT thirteen, um, which is no coincidence that it was called Ultimate Stride, mm -hmm. but. Uh, this deck here, which again, on the Nexus Core YouTube channel, uh, link will be in the description, uh, Blade Wings. Um, Blade Wings, I think, is my favorite deck of all time. Interesting. You know, uh, Checkmate, Jin, and Yahtzee. I, I don't really do Dark Irregulars as a clan. Like, I'm not like, I stay in the vampires. I just, I really enjoyed Blade Wings. Um, and especially where, like, my philosophy as a player is usually more aggressive, more multi-attacks, more, you know, calling boards, at, you know, out of nowhere, Pale Moon, uh, Great Nature with the Crayon Tiger stuff, Ghetto Lure, things like that. But uh, this was so opposed to how I usually play, where it was, again, that Rope-A-Dope style, where Bladewing Sullivan's effect was if you had 15 or more cards in Soul, Everything you guarded with got plus 10k shield, and then you soul blasted two after that. Um, so that combined with uh, Bladewing, what was his name? Uh, Tybalt, the stride, which uh, you put your drop zone into your deck when you stride him. And then if you have 15, I think it's either 10 or 15 in soul or more, he gets red text, your front row gets 10k. If you have less than 15, soul charge five. Mm -hmm. Um, so you would go into this, and then also uh, later, uh, one who splits Blader Mouse on the left there, uh, which would put all your grade zeros back in deck and restand them. So it was just not dying for so long, and then eventually finding the opening and like killing your opponent, which was always done with four copies of Enigmatic Assassin, which could pop themselves out one after the other from the soul, swing for 20 or more, um, and then next turn, just put him back in deck and redo it. And how many Enigmatic Assassin were you allowed to play at this time? Four. And how many are you allowed to play now? One. One. That is what wow. killed the deck. Was what, the... What? No, what? it wasn't. No, no it, there's just better things to do. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, Darkness just became better. Yeah. Now, Atlas, what genius uh, got uh, turned you on to Blade Wings? What, you? <laughs> no, 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 I, I just saw I saw it uh, doing stuff in Japan, and I was like, "Atlas, you need to see this." Yeah, and Atlas was like, "Whoa, what the hell?" And then like we look, I showed him where Tiger Jaeger. He's like, "The hell is this?" Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was another thing that made that was so good in the deck 
which was this card that's like when it gets put into soul, you counterblast and draw one. So you because you would soul charge a bunch, you're like, all right, I soul charge two, draw two. Um, and then a stand trigger, which was like put itself back in deck, soul charge. If you have like ten or more counter charge, draw one. So you would just yeah. monochrome. Monochrome, yeah. Counter blasting is not really a cost in G era dark regulars. No, it was not. Um, it is a joke cost. You also had things like uh, the Succubus of Avarice, which was a, a PG that could pull itself in into hand from Soul. Mm -hmm. So it kind of worked like uh, Ezras, where where you were like, "Well, I've I need a PG, so I'm going to grab a PG." Was that the era when like? Um, people were playing like one PG in dark irregulars. I think so because you could get away with it because yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like, I I'm so sad that darkness overtook it because it, it again favorite deck of all time, and yeah. like I uh, I still even all these like you, you know however long ago five years ago I still have them. Um, nice. Mm -hmm. So. One day, maybe the the, <laughs> the Sullivan will rise again. Probably maybe. not, but uh, I I I just have a soft spot for this deck and for that which was so like opposed to my personality. And also, Matt, it was it, it felt like a way for uh, where, where it just felt like an ultimate symbol of friendship, where you were like, check <laughs> this shit out, and I was like, awesome. And then we did it. <laughs> it's true. It's true. That's how <laughs> yeah. it went funny because i think at the same time i was actually building darkness mm -hmm. oh that could also be true yeah yeah everyone was and, just building dark irregulars at like one time at some point yeah because like uh gbt what was that 12 when all that good stuff came uh yeah, no, 11 like, 11 like amelia okay. always played dark irregulars you were you were building dark irregulars mm -hmm. and then root beer was building dark irregulars so there were like four like three or four people who were dark irregulars up there mm -hmm. yep um, and also, like, so I, uh, I'll, I'll just let the secret slip. I'm building DI again, just because. Sure. Uh, I, I realized that the whole No Life King Barrow Magnus thing is just pale moon enough for me to like it. <laughs> and uh, I was looking at everything. DIs are so cheap, dude. Like, yes, they are. The they're... most expensive cards in the deck are the Shar Hot Stride, which you kind of don't really need anyway. And death. I'm just like giving you that. I still have one with like the SGR text. Oh shit! Can I get that off you? <laughs> like, <for laughs> um, and the No Life King, which is like fifteen bucks. Everything else is like less than five dollars. It's crazy. Um, yeah. I'd have to find it again, but I'm pretty sure I just have a box somewhere full of like SP'd out DI stuff. Go for it. I man. believe it. Uh, yeah. So th that's like my favorite. It's my my favorite deck of all time, and something I miss every day. So. Hmm. Yeah, that's my last one. Okay, so I still had a couple more. I guess now I'll talk about like G Era Night Rose because that was a deck I owned for a very brief period, but it does encapsulate what you were talking about, where like combo decks are sweet. So G Era Night Rose was just endless conga line of assholes. So it was when Gauche came out. I don't remember how to spell this on the wiki now, but I vaguely remember it was like counterblast. O U A C H E. Counterblast, soul blast, soul blast as many things as you want. Call that many. Yeah. And then, so you have like uh, that one banshee that could go into soul and draw a card, which was just free because you called it off of Gauche. Yeah, and then, maybe, yeah, because all of your cards like called other things when they like attacked or at the end of battle so you had like columbard which was the worst option uh nightstorm negro bone negro lazy you just find like one of your combo starters and you'd be like okay nightstorm call negro lazy negro lazy call over the nightstorm you know attack attack negro bone retire the thing in front call back nightstorm mm -hmm. and you would just keep going until you ran out of counter blasts. So you could make like seven or eight attacks in one turn. Uh, you had things like Negro Rook that gained enough power to become a 16k beater, which hit over triggers at the time. And, you know, as long as you like adapted your combo lines properly, you could make a ton of pressure and drew like five or six cards. And then at the end of your turn, you would just recycle Gauche twice and counter charge four. Yep. 
So Ganache. yeah, or was it Ganache? Yeah, it was Grenache. 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 Yeah, Gouache is the yeah, it all so. kind of like runs together. Yeah. So the, yeah, you just like Grenache Hollow. It dies. Counter charge two. Bring it back. Counter charge two again because it died again. Mm-hmm. Well, it'd be like that. Um, yeah. And then like it also back then you could do denial Griffin. Still, yeah, you could right? yeah. you could build your own denial Griffin with Cannoneer. How? Well, because uh, Night Rose was like, when something dies, you can mill three, call it back, right? Yes. But yeah, so that you... deck was super sweet, just because it had like pretty variable combo lines based on like what you were doing or what pieces you had available. You gain a lot of card advantage, and you know it's fun turning cards sideways and having an endless Congo line of assholes. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think MVT is saying that anymore. Last video he did, he said endless, endless conga line of dudes, which makes yeah. me think he's like in trouble or something. Why would he no. be in trouble? Or no, is that, or is like, he, don't he, curse, right? Uh, well, you don't want to curse in the first 10 minutes, that's for yeah. sure. But also, that's right. Okay. I think Simo still says it sometimes. I think Simo okay. said it in a recent history video. I believe yes. it. <laughs> so, yeah, but I like that phrase, so I'm stealing it. It's a, no, it, it's a great phrase. Um, Stealing from Simo is just the natural order of card <laughs> of card game YouTube. Yeah. Next, we're going to start our own Vanguard progression series. Please do not. Please <laughs> not. For, for, first, they got to make like a, an online client that doesn't suck, and then yeah, I think a I think a history style thing would be more interesting than <laughs> than a progression style thing. I'm going to yeah. banish a light in the dark. Yeah. Which, uh... Please stop. I have three lights banished. Oh, no. <laughs> that was so good. Exodia. All right. Really? God. Did you have any uh, others, Matt? Or... I have two more. All right. Go for it, man. So the next one is this is a deck very close to my heart. Is the Break Ride Sin Buster deck in early G era. So. Buddy. At the G darts, yeah. Yeah. So, so Dykeiser, which we all know is in love for its guard breaking abilities. <laughs> uh, you could also play it with Sinbuster, who said that your opponent can only guard with uh, grade ones or higher, Be- or could not guard with grade could ones not, or higher. Could not guard with grade ones or higher. Sorry. And so you would basically say, okay, you can guard this huge attack with a bunt, which is like you know twenty, thirty, probably thirty eight, right? Mm-hmm. With a crit because of, of Dykeiser and yeah. a guard break. And your opponent yeah. has to use only grade zeros. And remember, PGs were grade one at the time. So they were just shoving triggers on the table that were like 10k and 5k shield and hoping you don't get enough power to overtake their um, their triggers. Yep. And then you try My... grade three and retire one of the grade zeros. Mm-hmm. My blood pressure went up. By like 20 points every game we played with that shit. Because you were like, all right, it's got crit and guard break. I'm like, okay, cool. Oh, uh, P.S. I have Laurel on the table. Yeah. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> that was the truly I messed up part. I take meditation classes, man. Well, that was like... the truly messed up part is that like, so I bought Commander Laurels like a year in advance in anticipation for Dykeiser. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when Dykeiser came out with BT13, I had already owned Laurels. Like I had Laurel, I had already owned Laurels for like six months or something, because right. I was buying them at Frank's for a dollar. I actually turned down some Laurels for two dollars because I thought I was being overcharged. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know, right after Dykeiser came out, Laurel spike and Laurels like never go down, and they're insane. Like with in G era, because mm-hmm. when you're on a stride and you hit, you know, hit a rear guard because your opponent can't PG it because they have GPGs, then you're like, okay, I'm gonna Laurel restay my Vanguard attack attack again, get three more drive checks. Uh, I've drawn a billion cards this turn, thanks. And then, you know, you get to lead break right Legion the next turn, and, you know, your opponent has to has to hold that. It's so I hate, sick. I hate I hated that shit so much. It's so good. You are making me tear up right now in pure frustration. Just I love it. <laughs> yeah. And then they made, like, the Legion die Kaiser, too. That deck was broken. And the <laughs> interesting thing about that deck, too, is that uh, that deck was, like, not ever played in Japan. Because they had Laurel at one before G format even started. That's right. <laughs> but we did not have that restriction, so we were allowed to play four Laurel, and the deck could exist. Mm-hmm. Yes, but this deck is uh, sick and completely broken. 
Yeah, and then you also had like the Metal Borg Stride, which was really strong at the time before G Guards. So if you like Misra, if you so if you were just sitting on Sinbuster, you could just go into the Metal Borg Stride from Fighters Collection, and it kind of does the same thing, but it's huge. Yep. But yeah, that was a sick deck. Die Earth was great in that deck too, because you could just call a Grade Three. Who cares what it is? And then you're like, all right, uh, calling another Grade Two, like a Die Jet. <laughs> and you just keep going. I felt so bad for you where you had one SP and one not, and then you had to write out the full name. Oh, right. Yeah, that's when you had to like write out your deck list, and it has like 90, the long name. 99 general, generational commander or commander <laughs> super dimensional 99 generation super dimensional robo commander great die earth or something. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. It's just an insane, insane <laughs> name. Yeah, so it's 99th Gen Dimensional Robo Commander Great Die Earth. Oh, it is not Super Dimensional Robo? No. That's actually kind of weird that it's not Super Dimensional Robo, but you know what? Whatever. Um, because all like the Great Threes are like uh, Super Dimensional Robo. Uh, but you know what? Whatever. Yeah. Uh, anywho, that card was really nuts. It had to call D Robos, but that's okay. So, what are you going to do? What an insane deck, by the way. Yeah. Absolutely mm-hmm. insane deck. I'm all tapped out, and unless they're like you want me to do a bonus one, but uh, I have uh, I have one more. Yeah, I can also like pull out one more. So you you do it then, because I I I feel like mine was like an apex for me. So just leave me out of it. Yeah. So another one that I really liked at the time was Blaze during GBT10 when we got like Cohen, I think, and Ziegenberg. Oh yeah, one. and that angry little middle schooler with the fucking metal ass soundtrack. Oh, dumb shit. Yeah, dumb it was going yeah. for G. So yeah, that was what, so when like Blaze finally became like a good deck because I think I already had like Base Blade Master at one point and I was trying to make Blaze a thing, but it was just so bad because your only stride was Titan, which was like retire something and then it gained a crit. So True. it only ever saw play in Dragonic Overlord because it was something you could do if you did not have Dragonic Overlord for some reason. Understandable. Yeah, but then uh, Cohen came out, and the deck was actually, like, finally good. So I need to go see what Dragonic Blademaster Cohen did again. Uh, I, I remember it was, like, in phase if, they're, if they have no rear guards, did a grade 3 from drop. Back. Yeah, uh, so it was like, when you stride, you can retire something, and then give something with the blaze ability 3k. And then at the end of the turn, GB2, if your opponent has no rear guards, you can retire... You can choose a grade three with great uh, the blaze ability from drop zone and put it back in your hand. So you had like infinite stride fodder. Uh, Ziegenberg was finally a good stride that could like restand itself and retire things. Mm-hmm. I think you did not have a good first stride though, so you unfortunately did have to like start on Ziegenberg just like retire something. Yeah, or it, hope you went first and G guard mm-hmm. once, so the the Ziegenberg yeah. G flip would get you to GB three. One of those two. Yeah, and then, of course, Ziegenberg's thing is that you could discard numbers equal to your opponent's rear guard, so if you could get their board empty, it was just, like, a counterblast one restand. Mm-hmm. So that was, like, super fun. Uh, the reason I never really kept up with it was, one, Kagro became Dragonic Overlord the Clan again, but also, back when I f- was trying to, like, get this deck in paper, like... It got lost in the mail, and I had to spend like several months arguing back and forth with the guy who originally sent sold it to me until I finally just got a refund from uh, PayPal. So it was such a pain in the ass dealing with it. And by the time I got my money back, like the deck was no longer relevant anymore. That's so frustrating. I'm yeah. Sorry. So I just like never got to really play with the Blaze deck. I played it a lot on area, and it was fun, but I never got to have it in paper. Kagura's big problem, like, just in general, is just rear guards that don't do anything. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, Blaze had, like, little, little like, traces on the wind of, like, almost getting there. Like, you had things yeah. like Mibuti, who would let you draw a card and, like, get huge on attack, which is, like, mm-hmm. something. Um and then, like, Shakur, which would kill something and, like, be 11k, so it hit Vanguard on its own. Like, it, it was just, like, th- they were starting to get there, and then they abandoned it again for Yeah, because he was, like, the first one to disappear. Mm-hmm. And then they, like, released 
like the purge and whatever the grade three overlord was i don't feel like remembering all of the ridiculous names this fucker has had i know kai kai, kai is too many of them but yeah th they needed to give a total hot character development which by mm -hmm. the way i because i just finished watching g that whole fight is hilarious because dumjid is at like the end of his rope from just like going so insane with being frustrated with you like humans where it's like mm -hmm. you're all terrible Fuck you. I hope the world ends. Burn everything to the ground. And then Toto has like, I know we suck. I know we're terrible. Or she's just kind of like letting it roll off her back and then like kills him with Belhamina. It's hilarious. Mm -hmm. um, uh, very interesting watching that a few years later. Um, so, Isn't that like the second episode of Star Trek? Um, <laughs> kind of. Yeah. <laughs> My friend at work today said that uh, TNG is competency porn, and now I can't stop thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, mm -hmm. so this is your last one, right? Matt? I have one more. Do you want, am I going to end it, or are you going to end it? Uh, you can end it. Go for it. All right. So the last, the last deck is a deck that's very close to my heart. And one that I kind of built on a whim. I don't really remember why I built this deck. I just kind of built it for some reason. And that is... Tachikaze in G-Era. G-Era Tachikaze is probably one of my favorite decks of all time. And that in and I love the Grade 3 Gaia. Uh, I think it's stride skill to be able to call two things back. It's super, super cool. Dogma is a great card. Definitely have played that card way too much. Um, and the specific version of Tachikaze that I enjoy the most was the Ancient Dragon Gaia deck in mid-G-Era. That's basically you're playing the Tyranno Quake, Tyranno Bite uh, Legion, in addition to Gaia as well, to give you kind of a very consistent, uh, like, even no matter which one you ride, you still have things to call back off Dogma, because you can still call back Tyranno Bite, uh, because you have an Ancient Dragon Vanguard, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, uh, both of them kind of, like, fix themselves. But also, even if your opponent is, like, you know, not do anything, you still have, mm -hmm. you know, quite strong early game with, like, Tank Mammoth, um, uh, Dino Crowd, uh, all those kinds mm -hmm. of cards. So you have a very strong early game. You have very, uh, you know, lots of cards that have infinite text and then into an incredibly powerful, you know, stride game with Dogma. Yep. And that I deck was it so when, like, G-Era cards just randomly don't have GB printed on them. It's great. But that that is probably one of my favorite decks of all time, and a real real big reason of why I, I like Tachikaze today. Um, I don't really remember particularly why I built that deck at all. Tech booster, because like you were interested in spikes, right? Right. So I ended up with some Tachi cards, but I'm trying to think of the reason that I ended up with Dogmas. Did I just buy the deck randomly? I think so. I. I remember I couldn't going tell you. to the, the locals near UCR and like you uh, either bought the deck one night or you ended up with so many cards you're like, fuck it, I'm making this. Uh, yeah, I could not tell you how I ended up with Tachikaze. But what I do know is I had Tachikaze. And that deck <laughs> was super sick. And it's probably like a deck that I like, I think G Tachikaze kind of vaguely emulates it still. Uh, Tachikaze ended up getting, um, so the reason that this deck kind of fell off, uh, is that guy a death parade. No, <laughs> yeah, no, like that's a, that's, that was a big part of it. Right. Cause like yeah. it was, you, you had all these powerful decks, you know, you had time leap, you had night rose, you had all these powerful decks. It was kind of an arms race to keep up. Mm -hmm. And then Tachikaze gets probably its worst set of support in Giera. And it's yep. so bad. They did their like strider so well the first time that they didn't really know what to do after that gaia desperado is just an absolute travesty of a card <laughs> and gaia dynast is just not it like the card's fine but it's not great and you just end up with a basically a set that added nothing to the deck while all these other decks were just you know racing to the top and, you know, you're basically at a point where, like, now Luard's at near full strength, right? You have, <laughs> like, the game's getting really crazy. You mm -hmm. have um, uh, Zodiac Time Beast on the horizon. Mm -hmm. So, 
You have was, all, all the DI stuff starting to pick mm-hmm, up speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, DI, DI is picking up steam. Uh, Vanquisher just, finally became a relevant deck. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, GBT-12 Vanquisher. Um, yeah, so you 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 had like all all these things happen, but like you had all these decks like kind of like becoming so much stronger so fast. Tachikaze is kind of one set of bad support. Basically, it was like, okay, well, you're playing the same deck, but the same deck is now worse because everyone else is better. Mm-hmm. So... You know, but like I said, I mean, Dogma still sees a non-zero amount of play today. Mm-hmm. Um, Gaia is kind of has defined what modern Tachikaze looks like, mm-hmm. which again I think is a really, really important uh, thing for these decks that I kind of look back on, like with Spikes uh, and with Tachikaze, is that you know these these decks have kind of defined the clan now, uh, in some way. The card is gone, but their uh, legacy is not. No, that's exactly exactly yeah. right. Um, and that that's why the, those that's why those decks are just important to me. I I definitely well because like when you left UCR because um, your program finished and uh, you, I I picked up the deck off of you before you left. True. And uh, it kind of never stopped uh, in terms of like playing Tachi. I just love the idea that Equip Gauge. My, my conspiracy theory is they're like, okay, what do you do? more than like killing your guys and calling them back. I just want to like turn them upside down or something. Oh. <laughs> <Dad>, <laughs> let's do that. You know, probably Let me make them not shadow paladin. Yeah. But it's like true. I think the Gaia formula was just good. Yeah. Like why did you need something else? Also the funniest thing is Tachikaze came out before Shadow Paladin. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. That is that is that is true. Tachikaze had like a few Gigarex, the OG Gigarex, <laughs> which was uh, when something died, it gets 1k. Mm-hmm. Triple R, by the way. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that, that's, uh, that's pretty much all the like decks we miss. Um, and that's our 300th episode. So oh thank god. you to everybody, uh, all our listeners, all of our patrons. Darren, Cole, Josh, Jeremy, uh, and uh, GR, and I—I I just can't thank you enough for listening, for watching. Uh, if you're discovering us for the first time, hi. <laughs> um, <laughs> Subscribe we, to our channel. We yes. don't want to end up in a place where we have more episodes than subscribers. Honestly, a that's tr- probably a the true, best subfest ever. A uh, true, a, a true plea for help. Yeah. So <laughs> leave a like. Leave a comment. Uh, tell a friend. Um, so I'll, I'll link all the things that I was referring to earlier in the episode and the Twitter thread and all that in the description um, at Nexus at Night on Twitter or Instagram if you want uh, a bonus show of us where we talk about whatever the hell we want every week uh, tangents patreon.com slash Nexus at Night um, you get stuff early and a bunch of other stuff uh, Matt's T-shirts, all that good stuff is in the description. Where can they find the rest of us? Oh, you can find me on Twitter at Wiggums, two G's, two Z's. You can find me at Plasma Eclipse. Find me at Atlas Novak, uh, Twitter and Instagram, or follow my other podcast at Generation Dan on Twitter or Generation underscore Dan on Instagram. Uh, this week's episode is with uh, gay comic Paul Roke, who uh, opens for Orchid Cameron, who we had on the show a few weeks ago. Um, so thanks everybody for watching and listening. We'll see you next time. And until then, I was Atlas. You should play Spikes. <laughs> I'm Rupier. Please and let I... Bermuda like combo off again with like bouncing shit. No. I'm so upset. <laughs> Have a good night, everybody. Mm-hmm.